how crazy it is out of uh, and that episode two, <laughs> episode two of the uh trip around Saturn podcast. What were you saying? Um yeah, so we'll start off with this. I was thinking the other day how crazy it is that in the five sports teams in Chicago, how bad they all are. All of them. I'm, Blackhawks, I'm, Bulls, Sox, Cubs, and then the Bears. They're all bad right now. Well, you would think you'd have, you know, one of them that you could be like, that's your team this decade. I will say, I will say the Cubs at the end of the season started to kind of like turn things around. But the Dude. last month, like, they just started losing games again. And they gave everybody hope because that's all there was for Chicago at that time period was just the Cubs might start playing good baseball. And they did. Like, I think they were playing good baseball. Mm-hmm. But then they just they started losing games at the end of the good team. Crazy, though. In a, in a town where there's five sports teams, a 500 almost made it to the playoffs team was the best team there's been. Yeah. No, I, I mean, agree. Within – uh, I think the last calendar year, you have the White Sox, Bears, Blackhawks, and Bulls. I think all finishing in the bottom five of the entire league association. Whatever. Can you see uh, Zach Levine <laughs> right now? He's talking about like because the Bulls are four and seven or whatever they are starting out. I think they're four and seven right now. I can't believe they already played that many games. But I know like he's ex- kind of he's frustrated with the team. Like he's like, ah, I want out of here. And everyone's already, he's already getting shopped and we're 10 games into the freaking NBA season. It's just crazy yeah. to me. Cause yeah. he's, he's all star, like level town. The dudes. He's not, but also he's probably fed up. Cause this isn't his first year, you know, no, he's been right. there for however many years. So it's, he's like, this is the same old thing. Mm. So I, yeah, I, I don't blame him. I, I hope he stays. I hope he, also, he doesn't play defense though, which frustrates me. But in in this league anymore, you don't really play defense. You just score yeah. 140 yeah. points a game, it seems, and you're good to go. But I mean, I feel like Chicago culture for sports right now is just on decline. And I don't know if that there's underlying. Connor Bedard though, Connor Bedard's the like the shining star. Yeah, he's the only hope in Chicago at the moment. Because mm. you're a big Sox guy, like. So they're it's getting. Like, I can barely watch them. Are they getting a new GM this year? They, they, yeah, they fired their GM and they got a new one. But he I mean he's gonna suck as well. The owner sucks, so it's like everything below that's just gonna suck. You think that's the issue with the Bears too? You think the McCaskies or their reign should be over? Uh, yeah, but I think the Bears are. I think the Bears have a year or two to be like, okay, maybe they're gonna write this shit because. I think the coaching staff sucks, but um, Ryan Poles, isn't that his name? Yeah, the GM. Uh, yeah. He, uh, I don't know if he's a great GM, but the trade he made to trade down from number one last year, like what we got in return is pretty nuts. This year we're going to have an unbelievable draft because mm-hmm. right now we have the first and fifth pick in the draft, which is, I don't even know if that's, you know, if that's yeah. heard of. Um, so give it like two years, but I really, really, really hope they do not try to look elsewhere for a quarterback. So I think Justin Fields can play in the right system with the right guys. And you're just going to start this QB carousel all over again. Yeah. Well, that's what it's, it's – that's the Chicago Bears. They're, they've are they always been in a QB carousel. They've never right. – I mean, I who's their longest, like, tenure as a quarter? Is it Jay Cutler who's been there? Has to be. For sure. For sure. And, Especially this uh, century. 
And I would say I would argue that Justin Fields has more talent than Jay Cutler. He doesn't have the arm talent that Jay Cutler had, but his legs are incredible. He's only in his fourth year. Like I saw a stat and it was comparing him and Trevor Lawrence in their respective time in the league. Um, I think at four years and very similar numbers. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence I mean, is overhyped and Justin Fields gets a lot of hate just because of how bad the team has been. And I, I don't think it's warranted. I think Justin Fields is a good quarterback. I think he's been in a terrible system. He had to run for his life the first two years. And now he's expected to take that leap. But it's like the team hasn't taken the leap. So why why is he have all this writing on his shoulders when the team in general just isn't good? I, I, I hate the the Tyson uh the Tyson badge and glazing that I think the dude's done great for a rookie backup like he has but he's not an answer so no. everyone needs to be quiet about that he's a fun story but also the two games before Justin Fields got hurt he threw for eight touchdowns in one pick yeah <laughs> two best passing games in his career then he gets hurt and everyone's like dude you suck we're getting Caleb Williams it's like to be oh. fair it was against my boys, the, the commies, man. Washington commies where he threw four tutties to DJ. He threw a three to DJ Moore. And in the next game. In the next game, he played incredibly well as well. He had four touchdowns that game, too. Played. But I don't know. But it wasn't against good teams that he did that. But Bills. So the yeah, the Broncos are picking up steam, though. That's a different story. They're picking up steam, but they're, they're starting to play good. But all I'm saying is like Jack Del Rio, Washington Commanders DC is just terrible. Ron Rivera, I love Ron. Great dude, needs to retire. And Jack does too. I mean, those guys need to get out of there. We're, we got five draft picks within the first four rounds this year. I'm excited about that. Let's make some magic happen. See if we can – because we've always been good at drafting talent, but keeping talent and keeping people healthy and winning games seems to be an issue for us. So we'll see what happens in 2024. Um, I'm kind of writing this off this season. Sam Hall looks great. I'm going to glaze his ass right now, boy. 17 tutties, nine interceptions, one rushing touchdown, leading the league in uh, passing yards right now. Completion percentage, not the great. Yes, he's got the most completions in the league. Can't blame him for the script. You can't blame him. The dude's playing the game. He's got dealt. Dude's playing great. He could could be – I mean, they're not going to let Zach Wilson throw the ball that much. You know what I mean? Like the dude's got arm talent. He's gonna he's gonna air it out. If he throws four picks one game, so be it. I'll still wear that jersey <laughs> on Sunday. I'll still wear that jersey <laughs> on Sunday. All right, that's all the glazing for me on the same hall. I mean, yeah. all right, we'll move into our uh, little agenda for the week. Um, We're gonna shit. So the last podcast got cut off, so no one got to hear the end of it. But the one thing we were talking about was Dean's health with him being diagnosed again for Dean. Uh, um, but I guess he had a PET scan last or yeah, yesterday. And I guess it came back that it's like local and like, they really don't have to worry about it too much. Did I tell you I talked to Sandy about it when you weren't there yet? Mm-hmm. Oh, when you got to their house? Yeah. When I brought oh, Ozzy over. Man, you make her worry. Well, worry. Because I've been around them for a long time and we never, it's always like, Hey Al, how you doing Al? Like give you a hug kind of conversation. But like, I don't think we've ever really had a super it's never been like let's get let's get into something you know and I was like Sandy I was like you doing all right 
you know, and then we get like, I just wanted to talk to her about it, man. Like, and so we started talking about what they had going on and she, she, yeah, she's worrisome. She's kind of an anxious woman. She always has been, but she, it was nice to, it felt like we kind of bonded over it. Like I was just talking, we're just opening it up. Like, obviously it's your grandparents, right? But we're best friends. We've been friends forever, you know? And I just wanted to kind of have more of an in-depth conversation than what we've had. I wanted there to be more, I don't know, I guess. I wanted it just to be, I wanted it to work. <laughs> I want to be loved like you're loved. <laughs> I was saying you need to love me. Like no, I, no, I know she appreciates it. Like just getting to talk to somebody. But no. well, that and then the whole, uh, um, I'm not going to say the names right now because I don't know what legal matters are going on. But all the stuff with my cousin, oh, um, that stuff going down. And because did I tell you that he was in jail all weekend? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I, we didn't tell the viewers on. though. <laughs> no, we didn't. So yeah, there's this side story about base the strangest story that my younger cousin got into a bit of an altercation with a guy over claiming a um dead deer on the side of a road. Um kill deer, scavenger yeah, tag. Deer. It was legal, everything was perfectly legal. I know. I got some hillbilly uh relations, but um no, so I guess like Going into Sunday, they're like, he might get out Sunday. He doesn't get out Sunday. And then I guess I talked to my mom uh, Sunday afternoon, apparently. And she's telling me how she spent pretty much all her weekend trying to get him a lawyer. um, Because I don't know if someone's incompetent somewhere in this chain, but they were not able to get him a lawyer. So my mom kind of stepped in. And she had some connections. So she was able to get this guy or get my cousin a lawyer. Um, and I guess yesterday uh, they had the trial. And right. so, or not the, uh, not like the trial. What's the, where, like he meets the judge for the first time. The hearing. They had the hearing. Yeah, yeah, I guess a hearing. And uh, I guess they're sitting there in the beginning of the hearing. Seems like he's going home. And then halfway through, seems like the judge is not going to let him go home and make him sit in jail till the end of January when they have the trial. And then I guess at the very end, like they were able to, um, they said he could go home. But I guess they were saying that the guy, his lawyer or the district attorney actually, um, is trying to say that he has like brain damage. He's never going to be the same, like all this stuff. And then um, I guess his lawyer had gotten, I think, like a police report or um, medical records. And A, the guy didn't go to the hospital in an ambulance. Like, he just drove himself home. Um, B, he may have a concussion. He does not have brain bleeding. And, like, he's he's not going to – he's going to be fine pretty much, you know? Absolutely. And so – it was like, who's this district attorney working for? You know, right? I, I don't want to say too much about this topic because it's still going to court and whatnot, and I do not want to be incriminated. But sounds like this dude's a Jamestown jives turkey. That's uh, that's all I gotta say because I know the situation. <laughs> Start two. The JT's already out. I mean, this dude's a jive. I mean, he's just he straight up jiving. I mean, our good friend that went down swinging, some would say. I mean, it's it's word against word, so I don't know. 
that's just a tough situation to be in. It is a tough situation. No, I agree. I'm yeah. happy he's out though, correct? He's no longer yeah, he got yeah, he got to go home. So do no, they I, have a date for when the like the trial should be? It's the end of January. So if he wouldn't have been able to get out now, he, he was sat there for two and a half months. Oh my god. And yeah. I thought my life was bad. That would have sucked over a freaking. Yeah, that's tough. No Thanksgiving, no turkey on Thanksgiving. Christmas, you can see that later. I mean, that's yeah. tough. That's tough. <laughs> well, you know what? At least he's out. And hopefully, because at the end of the day, like, we do not condone violence or fighting or anything else that pertains to anyone else being harmed by another individual. It was self-defense. I mean, it was, was self-defense. And was, I, yeah, was I mean, from what I was told, it's self-defense. I don't have an opinion on the situation other than what he told me. I, I haven't heard the other guy's point of view, I guess. But um, I know that the other guy's, like, credibility, and it's not the greatest. And, I mean, if you go somewhere and you grab someone by the shirt and you dock your arm back like you're going to punch them, um, mm-hmm maybe some good things might not happen to you and you're going to have to deal with those repercussions. But also if you're the one punching said person after they come at you, I guess you may have to deal with some repercussions as well. <laughs> so it's a tough situation, man. Don't get in fights. Moral of the story. I guess the, I guess the judge said something like it was alarming how he knew to kick the guy's legs out basically or something like that. He was like, <laughs> this guy's not trained in any way. It just makes me laugh because of, like, we know the person. Like, no one who he is, yeah. Yeah, exactly. and he's, like, I would Sometimes never have expected that out. from him. But, hey, I mean. Stood up for himself. What's that old saying? You you fuck around, you find out. <laughs> no, I can't wait to sit in fucking court now because, uh. We talked about this, and you know, we're getting arrested, and we're in jail till January, and we don't get Thanksgiving. But hey, what do you do, dude? Dude, episode three from the cell. Yeah, episode three, locked <laughs> up. They won't let me out. We have to turn the like cancel out the background noise because you're just gonna hear clink. <laughs> yeah. All right, what's uh next on the agenda for tonight? Uh, oh yeah, we're gonna move into more serious matters. Um. And uh, um, oh no, well, I was gonna rant about just this trip that I'm on. That oh man, just had to sit in eight hours of meetings today and then go out in this mill. And we're like, all right, we gotta look, look at these two things, spend three hours out there because the my 66 year old coworker who I, I really do like him, but sometimes I'm like me and you would just have different ways about doing things. And he's looking at random stuff that we're not even working on. And I was like, Hey, I don't think we should touch it. Cause if it's working, don't, you know, don't try to fix it. And, uh, and then we're leaving there <laughs> and we have a two hour drive back to um, Birmingham because we have a flight out in the morning and he's like, hey, do you want to take the back roads? And I was like, no, <laughs> not, not at all. He's like, come on, I think we should. And I'm just like, and I'm the one driving. Uh-huh. I had to turn around four times. Nice. Yeah. And I'm just like, you're kidding me. And if I have to listen to one, 
whatever. Or if I have to talk engineering after the, you know, 6, 30, 7 o'clock time period, it's just like, dude, I'm checked out for the day. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, can we move on? So, yeah. But it's hard my- because at the end of the day, like, that's your coworker and you guys know each other in your work life. What else are you really going to talk about? Trust me. No, no. We talk about plenty of other things, but uh, there's just. All right. That's fair. Just like I said, really enjoy the guy. Super, super, super mm-hmm. nice guy. But being 24 and he's 66, you know, there's just a. There's a disconnect. There's, I yeah. feel I feel because yeah. I have a similar situation. I love my coworker. He's 62 years old. Great guy. Awesome dude. Intelligent, more intelligent than I probably ever will be. He has a a mind where he gets something in his head and he that that's all he can think about. He wants to solve that problem. He wants to make sure that's addressed before he can move on. I think that's why he's been successful in life. I don't think that way. I exactly. I can put that stuff to the side. I I go in, I work my 7 to 4 or whatever and then I'm done and then I have other things to do. Like I'm still in classes. I I'm worrying about them. I'm worrying about what my buddies are doing and if we're going to go grab dinner, if we're going to watch a game, I can shut that off. I don't think the older generation can do that. I think those guys are so driven and just so set in their ways that when they have a task in front of them, they're like, well, let's do anything we can to figure this out. And maybe he's just kind of using you as an outlet, I guess. You're like, oh, yeah. So he just likes to have conversation. Yeah. But also, I, I don't know if it's if it's like just that generation, which like – I think that generation is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, you know, you're in an industry for 40 years, you've been working for 40 years doing whatever, I think me and you would end up becoming like that mm-hmm. because it's just all you've done for pretty much right. 40 years. Yeah. So, so that's, that is your, I mean, I don't want to say life, but like that is what you think about. Yep. I mean, a lot of those guys take their work home with them. And, you know, it's when I get, when I get to the office in the morning and I see emails from eight 30 at night or something like that, it's like, Oh man, I, I get that's what you do. And it almost makes me feel bad. Cause I don't go home and like, you know, open up my work laptop. Right. But, but these guys, like they just, that's what they do. And I'm like, oh, man, but it almost I, makes you feel guilty. And it's what I'm saying the, the top, like just so everyone knows, like Kate and I are talking about this generation, not wanting to work. It's not that we don't want to work. We just don't want to work as much as like past generations have, because I think it was, I don't want to say it was like cool or hip to like dedicate your life to what you did for a job, but that's kind of how it was. And in today's society, I don't think it's that way anymore. I think people are like, Hey, give me all the PTO you can give me. Like, let me take days off. Let me go on vacations. Let me see more than simply what my job is. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's how I, I enjoy work. Like I have a great work life of great coworkers, great friends at work, but I still want that disconnect. I don't want to have to worry about that when I'm at home, when I'm spending time with my family, my dog, my friends, like I got a lot of other stuff that I enjoy more, honestly. <laughs> and those guys for them, it's, that's, that's their life, man. They're, they're 60, 65 years old and that's what they've done forever. Like you said, and that's just what they want to do, what they want to talk about and great for them. But that's not how I am. That's not how I'll be. Or I, hopefully I'm never that way. I mean, I just, there's more to it for me than, than just work, I guess. Yeah. And I think a lot of um, 
those older generations, their identity was their career. You know, like I am a, and they're proud of it. Yeah. Which you should be still today. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's definitely, I don't think, you know, you talk to someone, you know, now it's the first question isn't like, what do you do Mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, And I think that, you know, however many years ago, the more you worked and put into whatever, like there was more of like that dream of, you know, you can just move up and like do all these things and like, you're going to make more money and like whatever. But right now it seems like the the outlook on corporate America is you pretty much just want to like me to work my ass off for you. Um, And you know, what's the saying? Uh, Company makes a dollar. I make a dime or whatever. What's that? I have no idea. So, but I mean, pretty much like, you're just like, you're seeing like minute, you know, like benefits of your hard work versus, you know, how much the company actually makes off you, yeah. um, which is kind of where I was going with our agenda was just because like over the last, I don't, like <laughs> you like said, like some about hating your job, like I don't hate my job. I just have such a hard time trying to work for other people mm-hmm. and wanting to i mean like i have certain patches that i would love to you know explore and make money off of doing those things yep. and it's like you know i just don't want to be another cog in someone else's wheel you know and, i'd rather start and thing how many times like do we sit and just talk about things that we'd love to do that don't pertain to our work life for example this podcast we've been talking about doing something like this forever and i think this was the first thing where we're finally like we got to do it. Like we got it. We got to take the jump. We got to do it. If we get two view, two viewers, we get zero viewers. We get a hundred viewers, a thousand viewers, whatever. It doesn't matter because we took that first step to doing this. And that's what we wanted to do. And we sit here and I'm at home this week. Last week I was in Jacksonville. I was in Iowa, Texas, Florida, whatever. You're in Alabama right now. And it's almost when you have this on your mind, this is what we want to do in this moment, but you are kind of getting held back from doing that because you're driving home from a job site in Alabama and you have to go to a hotel room and you have to find something to eat. And then you have to make time to do this podcast and wake up and go to work tomorrow. It's just frustrating. I mean, it weighs you down, you know? So you have all these things that you want to do. And I feel like work, it does hold you back a little bit from that. You know what I mean? You're, you are a cog, a cog in a wheel almost, but hopefully you enjoy the wheel that you're in <laughs> for the time being. Definitely. No, I agree. I mean, yeah, definitely. Um, and I think there's so many people, you know, not just specifically, you know, speaking from our experiences, but how many people are just working a job that, you know, pays their bills, but yeah. really yeah. that's all it is. I mean, and I think that's been a narrative for however long. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, I don't know. It's just sad. You know, if, if you think that's like, what you're going to do for the next 40 years of your life. I mean, and I- it, if you thoroughly don't enjoy your job, I, I can't like people and I'm not bash because I, I respect the hell out of people that work in a factory and they sit on a line and that's what they do. I can never do that. But to me, it's like, man, that is, that's tough. Like that's, that's, you spend more time at work than you do anything else. And yeah, if you're exactly. doing something you don't enjoy that's gotta be miserable. That's that's gotta suck the life out of you. I can't, I can't imagine that. I really, 
Oh, that's just tough. And I, I like I said, I have a lot of respect for those people. Those jobs are extremely necessary. We need people like them to do the jobs, but God bless them. Cause I can never do it. I'm not tough enough. I simply do not have the mental like toughness or grit to work a job like that. Yeah. And what you're kind of talking about with, I mean, that is a significant portion of your life. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing is like the work culture that you're in. Mm-hmm. I mean, you if you don't have friends at work, those eight hours are long eight hours. <laughs> and um, right now, I would say the average age of people I interact with at work is over the age of 60. Yep. And and I'm and they're all awesome people. And I really, I mean, I can already have learned a bunch from them and enjoy talking to them. But me and these people don't see eye to eye on a lot of things, or you know, we're just at totally different places in our life. And um, yeah, I'm like, hey, maybe we should hire a few other uh people, you know, maybe uh coming out of school or you know, maybe a few years into the um their professions. Cause when you guys retire, uh, we're gonna need people. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, I'm not um, retiring. I don't want to retire. What am I going to do? Exactly. And I'm like, you're 60 something. Like, you should want to retire. <laughs> like, if I was your age, man, I'd be so, I'd be hightailing on. I want to retire. I'm 25 years old. Like, I'm, I'm done, man. I'm checked out. <laughs> yeah. I'm checked out, buddy. Like, <laughs> yeah. you got $1,500.33, my 401k, but I'm done. So, man, I'll make it work. I'll spread it out. Yeah. Like, I'm, uh, it's tough. But before we uh before we ran on too much, we better switch gears. Head to the next topic. What's the next topic? Uno momento, por favor. <laughs> I didn't know where this one started and this one ended. I feel um, like this one went. What college does and doesn't teach you? Yeah, I, that's the one thing. Because I feel like all of these are kind of tied into each other. Um, oh, that... Let me let me cook real quick, man. All right. <laughs> Coming from a dude who works minimum 40 hours a week, 45 hours a week, and who is finishing their associate's degree, nothing is benefiting me from the college classes that I'm taking at this moment in time. I am not going to learn a thing. I'm not, I'm not going to take anything away from this. I'm doing it simply to say that I have an associate's degree. So what? It's taken seven years to get it. I'm getting it. I don't care. That's the only reason I, I just want to put that on my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> 2024. That's all I care about. And it just sucks. It sucks knowing that, one, you're paying for it. Two, it's like, well, if I'm going to take classes and spend my time after work doing something, I want it to benefit me. I want to, I want to maybe learn something. I would like to make good use of my time. But when you're taking courses that you don't feel that way at all, it makes it that much harder to do them. It's just, it's tough, man. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, yeah, coming from a different perspective, I guess, like I went the traditional route. Mm-hmm. I went to school right after high school and got my degree. And I mean, I was very happy with, I, I'm still very happy with my degree. Um, and I enjoyed going to school. Um, because I, I like the subject matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it doesn't teach you is it, it teaches you how to be an employee in someone else's system yep. um, where you have to make the concerted effort on your own 
to get out and like start your own thing. And I, I just wish, I mean, there's entrepreneur classes you can take um, here and there. It, it, it should almost be mandatory. You know, I think everyone's goal, not, not everyone, I guess, but like most people, your goal should be working for yourself yep. because um, it seems like that creates the most freedom in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say working for yourself or working a job that allows you to be a part of something like much bigger than yourself, where you feel like it's almost your company. Like when you're in a situation like that and you have a great job, because owning a business is not for everyone, obviously. I mean, there's mm-hmm. like what 1% of the population of the United States is a business owner or something like that. Crazy. I don't know. Um, just being a part of something that you feel like you're making a difference and you feel like you're contributing to heavily and you feel respected and that you're, opinions valid i mean that's the purpose i mean right a lot of what people are are Mm purpose-based um and i think a lot of times when people are depressed is when they feel like they don't have purpose yeah um so yeah finding that role where no matter what your niche you know passion is or whatever but if you can find a purpose um it's that drive that I think, you know, people, it makes people work till they're 60 something or 70 or whatever. That's probably really what it is. is They just enjoy um, the industry that they've been in and, you know, their role in it. So, you know, kudos to those people. I mean, kudos to hardworking people around. um, Our buddy, one of our best friends, he, since he's been in high school, since he got out of high school, he knew that he wanted to be an electrician. And he started out, I, I just got to give him a shout out. Because no, I, I agree. That dude works his out of so. high school. He, I would easily say that he saved up the most money out of all of us. He was the most financially responsible. He's the only homeowner. Only, well, yeah, the only homeowner. So, yeah. I mean, and he's probably the most just set in his ways, but he just enjoys the life that he lives more than anybody I know. And to some people it's simple, but to us, it's like, no, that's a dude that knows what he wants and that's his purpose in life. And he's happy. He's content. He's living the life that he wants to live. What more do you want in life? Like what, what else are you on this earth to do other than find your reason or find your purpose for, for being here. And I, to the people that find it early on, man, I'm envious because I feel like I still haven't found mine. I'm 25 years old and I'm constantly searching for, a situation that is not my own, even though my own situation might be awesome to other people. And it probably is, but it's never good enough for myself. That's mm-hmm. it's, it's a, you find yourself in a chase that will never end. If you, if you live your life like that. So don't, yeah. don't do what I do. <laughs> Enjoy the but little I mean, things. But like you said, like you, you just, you got to find the right thing. Yeah. I mean, you just got to find the right thing. Um, so yeah, exactly. It's just creating that, uh independence from yeah what is it i don't know what is expected of you in you know situations and you know like the person you're talking about i think he just knows when he wakes up and he goes to work like he he's independently doing his own work within that company Mm -hmm. and like that's where he finds that purpose yep um and yeah it just creates that I don't know that feeling of like checking boxes off. You ever hear, you know, people talk about 
when you're trying to become successful, you write stuff down and no matter what it is. And when you get it done, check that box. And just like that constant reward system really creates a lot of momentum. So yeah, I, I think that's just a, a thing that people need to try to get after more, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not easy to, when you have a job that pays your bills, it's really scary to try to, you know, get after something else. So, I mean, a lot of it I think is, okay, I know what I want to do. Let me start doing it, you know, five hours um, in a week, 10 hours in a week. And then you get to a place where you're like, man, I could do this full time. You know, I could, I could jump ship. So I don't know, just, you, you want to see the people close to you happy. And I think a lot of that is, you know, those people finding what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And that kind of leads into what we want to talk about next is just like finding your passion. Um, mm-hmm. Whether that's that's in your work life, whether it's in your hobbies, um, your relationships, whatever it is, you need to be intentful and you need to enjoy what you're doing and have passion in order to be successful. If you don't, you'll, you're going to experience a lot of issues in, in every aspect of your life. I mean, especially relationships. I'm big on communicating to my friends, to my family, to my loved ones, to my, to my girlfriend. Um, if I'm not putting effort into each and every one of those relationships, cause I would argue that's the most important thing to me is the people I love people I care about and maintaining the relationship with them. I'm extremely passionate about that. I'll do just about anything for any of my friends or anybody that I love. And if I do that because I'm passionate about that. If you don't have that for things, you're, you're going to struggle with, with anything. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I mean, I hold all the values that you just talked about mm-hmm. and some things that I'm starting to find out now um, in my adult life is like looking back at the things that I enjoyed as a kid and realizing that they didn't have to only be passions as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, like right now, I'm getting back into baseball and like starting up, like doing lessons um, for younger kids. And a, you know, it's a, it's a cool way to make some money on the side. I mean, it's, it's money that I could sit there for two hours and not make a single dollar. And I wouldn't think twice about it anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it, like looking back at it. Um, I was like, wow, this is something that I did for roughly 18 years of my life or however many years. It's like, don't think you're done at 22. You right. know, you don't have to be. Um, because a, it's a lot, a lot of useless knowledge if you never use it. Um, and B, you enjoy it, mm-hmm. you know? So, so don't think that it's just a stupid kid's game. Um, and yeah, I guess there's a lot of people I think that are just like, you know, I, I love this when I was a kid. I love this when I was a kid, but that's not an adult thing to do. Yeah. It's, or maybe that's, I don't know, maybe that's just my mindset, but it's like, I'm, I'm starting to figure out, don't do that. <laughs> like those hobbies are your hobbies for a reason and you can, you know, carry them with you. That may just this made me think of it. It's like my dad, um, dude just loves, like he's great with kids. Everyone like in our family always talks about how good he is with kids. And I think it's just because he genuinely enjoys doing the things that they do, like running around, like we all get together, play jailbreak, or we're all playing cops and robbers or whatever. And um, we're going fishing, we're doing things 
that um like kids do my dad's always been good at interacting with us and taking us to do those things and make sure we do them as well but i think he that thoroughly like he he just enjoys doing that with us and that's why he's been so good at being a dad and just being an uncle or whatever you know whatever it may be just because he's a grandpa he, oh yeah and a grandpa like he just enjoys doing he's passionate about it and he's the same way he loves his relationships he loves his people that's in his life and um he he holds them close but dude's just passionate about having a good time and but you're right though i mean it's a good excuse to just act like a kid again exactly you know? it's, a, it's a good <laughs> excuse like no one can look at you weird because you're entertaining you know the five-year-olds right but it's like if you were running around with your buddies at however old you know playing tag you might look a little goofy right well look what i mean it's i don't know if i wish to talk about this because it's kind of embarrassing but 24 25 year old adults last sunday met up and uh no, dude, that was gas. We can talk about that as much as we want. Dude, we played two in touch football in, in my yard, and that's the most fun, like pure fun that I've had in a long time. It's like, well, Sweet. Yeah, we we didn't have anything else to worry about. We're just we we have all played football forever, and we all get together and do play four on four, five on five, two in touch football in the yard. Like, Everybody wants to step up. <laughs> like we're five <laughs> years old again, man, and. It's just you have to live your life doing things without caring about what other people think. And you just have to stay young and staying young is key to living forever, they say. And that's I feel like we do a pretty good job about doing that, man. I mean, whether it's meeting up to play football in the yard or working on a project that we might not finish. But Mm -hmm. I mean, at least we started. (laughs) At least we're doing so. I saw someone talking the other day. It's like if you treat everything like playtime, mm-hmm. you'll like you'll enjoy it. Yep. And I was like, that's the that's a weird way to say that, but I agree because you can do adult things, but if you if you you know play a trick on your mind and think that this is just some you know uh, puzzle mm-hmm. you know to solve or whatever it is, um, you can find yourself enjoying it and you know even just smiling like while you're doing it, you know, just catching yourself being like, why, why am I enjoying this right now? But that's kind of the, uh, the games we got to play with ourselves. Yeah. That That's also, I mean, just kind of leads into this, I guess, just like embarrassing yourself and not being afraid to embarrass yourself either. When we get like, for example, like if we go out, like we're in Madison, Milwaukee, wherever we're at and we're acting just, goofy dancing however we want to dance just being kids man just having fun we don't care what people think we're just there to have a good time with each other when you have those intentions of just enjoying the time with your buddies and just having a good time with anybody i mean everything's just it just it's easier like you're you're there to simply have fun and let loose Mm -hmm. not worry about anything else you got going on whether that's around you let loose right yeah let's Less maybe some of your friends that or people that not even are your friends. There's people that are there that are a little uncomfortable with acting that way. And they see you acting that way. And it's you gravitate toward them naturally. It's fun. And I love it. I love going out and just being an absolute like, I guess, I don't know, dork, crazy, whatever you want to say, I guess. But I dance no matter what I'm doing, no matter where I'm at, if it's for a coworker's wedding, a friend's wedding, 
If it's my <laughs> wedding, whatever, I'm gonna dance the same. I'll be who I am. It's not pretty, but I'm gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, I think that's the model of this podcast: is uh, have some fun. Yeah, have some fun. Let loose, man. Talking about having some fun this weekend. I think we're gonna have some fun. I'm pumped. I am not a Packers fan. I'm not a Chargers fan. We are Chargers fan this weekend. I'm a Chargers fan this weekend. I got Justin Herbert. Promise you that. Yeah. Uh, we're going uh, Lambo, baby, on Saturday. We got an Airbnb. We're gonna stay the night up there. Um, and then tailgate. We got some buddies that we haven't. One of my college buddies I haven't seen in a while. Um, in my seven year tenure, getting my associate's degree, made a couple friends along the way, and uh, we're gonna meet him up there in tailgate, hopefully, and. It's gonna be a good time. Girlfriend's gonna drive hey, home. There was some of the other guys we know, or is it just him? Cam, his fiance, and then I he dude, he goes like every other weekend. So he's got a few other buddies, I think, going up too. We'll see if CP's gonna be up there because I think he's done. He goes up there every now and again. That'd be fun. Um, yeah, no, but I think we sweet. I'm glad we got the Airbnb. It's downtown. We can go out. Um yeah, I think it'd be pretty cool. I mean, I've never been to Green Bay, so I don't even I've never been. Back. I've been to Green Bay. I've never been to Lambeau Field, but I'm just. I'm wearing my charge. I'm wearing my Chargers jersey out Saturday night. I think I gotta wear my Sam Howell jersey. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I said I wouldn't glaze many people on this podcast, but hell yeah, my dog. No, I'm, I think it'll be sweet. I think the tailgate will be fun. Um, yeah, it should pretty should be a decent game because for as talented as the Chargers are, they love to lose football games. Yeah. Um, I will say, I feel like this year, 2023, um, just kind of goes hand in hand, I guess, with what we're talking about. We've done more things than we have maybe in the past. I think we've kind of really branched out and we scheduled a lot more things. We planned out a lot more things that we wanted to do together as a friend group um, and took advantage of just being young. And all of us are doing well, I would say, financially. Uh, we have good jobs. And we can go do stuff on the weekends, and we're we're doing it, and it's that's awesome. I love that. I hope we continue to do that till we're a hundred, if we live that long, we get that pleasure. Yeah. Well, our uh, our one good buddy, he's gonna stop getting invited because that motherfucker does not like to pay me on Venmo. Oh uh, yeah. Oh. He, he he can he can text me, be like, "Are you kidding me, man? That's how much it was," and not Venmo me. <laughs> yeah. I, went, I went three weeks. Without seeing a Venmo for something. And the only reason that I ended up seeing like, hey, you never paid me was I went to look for a different uh, Venmo transaction. And I was like, hey, buddy, I don't think you paid me for that. He's like, yeah, I know. I was like, you know? like, what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Hey, that stuff's <laughs> fun. All right. I'm, I'm going to get serious for a second. That stuff's funny. But at the same time, it's like, dude, we're all 24, 25 years old. We're all going through the same thing. We're all at the same stage of life. We're trying to progress. We're trying to move forward. When we buy each other something or give each other money or someone foots the bill for something and then expects Venmo, Venmo them right away. That's that's the good thing to do. It's a human thing to do. It's the right thing to it do. Is. I, is. I feel like you and I are very good about getting each other back. Like if I yeah. if I'll go buy us a couple of drinks somewhere, you'll go buy us a couple of drinks, you'll grab me food, I'll grab you food. If I buy something, you'll Venmo me right away. Vice versa. We got a homie. Some others. You know who you, you know. Two, you two others. Two of them. Two, two of them. Yeah, two of them. One of them. One of them. The one that I was talking about is not the worst. The other one's way worse. Oh, yeah. 
one that acts like his phone doesn't work and that he can't download the app called Venmo. <laughs> but I'm going to hit him with the people's elbow. <laughs> He's going to get cut off, man. If I go buy a round or if I go buy someone's meal, I pick up their food. Like He's, he's going to be thirsty. Out. Yeah. He's going to be hungry. He's going to be giving me gas right. money for everything I do, everywhere I drive. I mean, I, and also, to all the viewers we don't have, I cook food for my homies a lot. My girlfriend a lot. Family a lot. I don't really ask for anything in return except, like, maybe – just maybe someone could bring a dish to pass. Rarely does it happen, but God damn it, is it nice when it does? It's appreciated. You know, I mean, I'm it's, it's, I'm throwing down, like, I got the smoker out, we're doing ribs, we're doing whatever. And ribs aren't cheap. 85 bucks to feed the homies. Homies are big guys, way a lot, you know? And so it would be nice if maybe I could see a Venmo request or Venmo payment or maybe just Aside, get that get that. beans. I don't care. Green bean casserole, bring it. Cool. I'm yeah. getting sick. I'm getting sick. If I'm fed up, I'm tired. I'm going broke. Gotta start laying the law. I mean, I'm just gonna start charging seven dollars a plate, and I'm still <laughs> losing money. But it's like at least I can recoup something. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't want to be this way, but I've been driven to it. I get that. No, I, I enjoy doing that more than anything. I love, I like cooking. I enjoy it. I just, like I said, I'm yeah. big. Really for like your friends and like cooking for like a crowd. It's like pretty cool. Yeah, it it, it just it's fun. Like you you want you want people to take... sit there waiting at like you know watching them, like seeing their face. Like oh, did did they like it? Did they like it? Yeah. How? By the way, last time I made ribs, what'd you think? Pretty decent. I mean, always. I mean, dude's got a pretty decent smoker. I feel like I've I've got a system down. <laughs> Big smoker guy, I think. I mean, turn it into a shout out to Larry, stepdad. He got me into the trade. Um, local 69 char grillers, <laughs> smokers. <laughs> but no. local 69. <laughs> yeah. No, but he like he kind of showed me the ropes and he's helped me out the first few times I ever used it. I actually got a funny story, got at a golf outing. Um, I was really, really trying to win it. You got tickets that you could put toward a prize. And I had like 70 tickets toward this thing and threw them all in there. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to win the smoker. And sure enough, I didn't win it. Um, I actually bought it off a guy. I went to the ATM and I was like, how much do you want for this thing, man? And he's like, ah, well, I got one at home. So 200 bucks. And I'm like, okay, sounds like you're monopolizing a little bit. If you already have one, it wasn't worth 200 bucks, but I bought it anyway because I needed it. <laughs> and I use that more than anything. I have a black zone too, but I use my smoker. We're gonna get some uh, venison breast, please. Yes, I'm not. That's one thing I would like to start making more once I obviously harvest the deer. Which shout out to Cade Meyer, harvested a deer last weekend after some uh, trial and tribulation. <laughs> I'll get you some. Yeah, how'd that how'd that take place? Walk me through that hunt. Walk me through that first shot. Dude, and the, the I'll, I'll walk shot. the whole thing actually because it shows uh, some great Games, gamesmanship. I mean. You got hard determination and hustle and desire. So I was hunting last weekend and uh, sitting at the spot, probably about um, maybe about 20, 25 yards from this like four-way intersection. Um, I see this deer walk down a uh, path and takes a hard left kind of away from me. And I start calling, kind of, you know, just uh, blows me off. Give him a doe call. 
blows me off. And then I was watching these guys calling the night before and kind of like some tricks of the trade. Would you uh would you walk me through what does that sound like? <laughs> uh I'm trying to think of like how it actually would sound like out of my mouth. Um give, give me a little meh. <laughs> well, that's not what it was. That wasn't the I got him on the call that they basically say makes like a buck makes right before he's about to um we we'll use the term mount. Mount, okay, yeah. Um and right when I did that, dude turned a hard 180, came right to me. And so in the spot that I'm sitting, so at our property, um, my grandfather built a lot of these boxes because he likes to hunt out of them. They're a little bit warmer. And he's a strict crossbow and uh, firearm guy. And so for a compound bow um, shooter, they're a little tricky to shoot out of. Um, found that out earlier in the season as well. And uh, so I'm sitting out, you know, I'm sitting right next to this box and this deer gets to about 10 yards from me, broadside, beautiful shot. And it's one of those, oh, you're almost so close and so on top of them that you got to still pull back while the steer's, you know, not seeing you. Mm-hmm. And so I end up getting to my, you know, my pulled back position and he kind of, he's taking a step or two let out a little call and he turns and right when he turns, I tried to get my call out of the way. And I thought I did. And when I go to shoot, I don't see where my arrow goes, but I see this call fly through the air. And this deer looks at me. He, t- he takes off. He probably runs like 30 yards, um, which luckily they're in so hard and rut right now that, you know, they're, they're really stupid. And um, for everyone that doesn't know, rut is basically mating season for deer. And the bucks, that's that's all they have on their mind. So they're horned up. They're they horned up. I mean, they 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 run I mean, they're territorial. Yeah, they're trying to chase doe. They're not thinking straightly. It's, it's they're almost like yeah. drunk, almost. But yep. Keep going. So, so yeah. So he's looking at me. I mean, I can still see this guy, and uh, I'm like, oh my god. And so, but I can't move because he's just you know staring at me. He's like, because he's also like, what the hell just happened? So finally, I see him kind of trail off, and I'm watching him, and he crosses this uh, swamp, and he gets over to an area, and I see two bucks pick up their heads, and I think that there must have been a doe in the area. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got to get over there. So I go get my call that I found, um, and then I kind of slowly get to this other area, which is probably about, mm, I don't know if it was a 50-yard walk, and uh, – the time I get over there, don't see anything, just kind of hanging out, staying behind a tree. Call again. Um, I see a deer way out, probably about 150 yards out, and then don't see where he goes. And then a good 10 minutes later, the deer that I originally <laughs> shot at is 50 yards from me. And um, I think I let out a little wheeze um, to kind of piss him off. And he kind of walked right into me and uh yeah, it turned broadside for me again and put him down. How many yards how how far do you go after you shot him? Um not really that far. I shot him, I shot him at probably about 15 yards, and then he took he kind of did like a C. Um, but I mean, I was watching the whole way. He got to uh, I saw he was right next to a tree. Um 
and then I saw him fall. And then when uh, I went to go get him, I mean, because wherever you shoot a deer from, if anyone is a deer hunter um, and they've never been in the situation, when you shoot a deer, especially if you're in a tree stand or, you know, on an elevated plane, pick out the last spot that you saw that deer at because it will make your tracking so much easier. Um, Cause I've done it where I haven't done that and you get down out of a tree stand and it's a whole new world. Um, but yeah, I was like, I saw him right there and went to go get him and he was exactly where uh, I saw him last. He fell and yeah. Yep. Got the job done. And you then grace. Uh, what's that? Did you, give, did you give grace? Did I? Yeah, definitely. Definitely got to him and, I don't know exactly what words were in my mind when I said it. Um, Those are moments yeah. I like having to myself. I like when I first get to a deer after you pull them down. Um, it's like a special moment between you and the animal. I don't want anyone else to hear it because it's, it's not embarrassing, but it's like, well, <laughs> I might get a little emotional. Somebody might, look at you. Somebody might look at you a little goofy. But no, I agree with you. It's it's a very um, – I mean, taking a life isn't a small – yeah. It's not fun. It's not, I don't enjoy being act because you're acting as God and I don't enjoy that. Um, but it's definitely a moment where you show a lot of respect and it's just, it's like a, a, a moment that you should share with the animal and yourself. Yeah. And definitely, I mean, the, the cool part about it is, uh, um, so I, I sent the deer to get processed. I did not want to do it myself. Um, especially didn't have really the time this weekend, but um, I already made the tenderloins that I cut out and they're super good. Um, I'm going to give away probably half the deer to my family because, and you, because if you don't shoot one, I'll get one. Um, um, just because they don't hunt. And, you know, that, that's kind of just a part of the process. A, I don't a big enough freezer, right. but B, B, like they want, some, you know, they want some um, venison and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, that's kind of your duty, you know, as, as one of the hunters in the family. So, yeah, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool feeling. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I think the last thing I'd like to talk about, I guess, is we, we started this podcast in mind of just, I guess, growing ourselves and kind of helping people out in similar situations that we've been in and just really documenting what you and I have done in our early twenties when we were kids, what we'll do in the future. Um, but I just want to say thanks to my buddies that have listened to it so far. And my, my friends that are girls that have listened to it so far and just took the time. I don't think you guys understand how much that means to you and I, it's gonna make me a little bit emotional right now, but <laughs> dude, it's just, we, we finally take a leap and we put a lot of effort into what we're doing. And uh, we have passion toward this topic and toward this podcast and, no, we don't expect to get a ton of viewers and have a ton of people watch this every single week. But as long as you guys, are here, man, that's all I really care about. So appreciate you all. If you're still here, still listening more than anything and uh, love you guys. So that's what I got. Yeah, I agree with everything you're saying. Love you, everybody. And uh, we'll think of a cool like punchline to sign off with. Soon, yeah, hopefully, eventually, give us time. Uh, <laughs> be patient. We're still trying to figure out some stuff. Yeah, we. I mean, we barely. At last podcast we uploaded, I I didn't have audio past thirty seven minutes. So, um, it's a work in progress. We're a work in progress. So we'll get there. 
just bear with us. Keep tuning in. Hopefully. All right. Thank you, everybody. I uh, think I'm going to go eat dinner. So. All right. See you.